0: Hey everyone, I'm Gwen. As someone with over 20 years experience in corporate startups and MLL businesses selling, I am passionate about redefining selling norms. I wanna teach you how to grow your business by leaning into your grit and tenacity. I believe you wouldn't be here today if grit wasn't a big part of your journey. Selling is a part of everyday life, but if you own a business, it's the fuel to your engine. Um, In this podcast, we break down how to sell confidently through your authenticity, as well as navigate your limiting belief barriers around selling, well, friends, selling shouldn't be hard. Today we are going to talk about the power of word of marketing, um, the word of the, the power of networking. This is the time of year that you are in front of so many more people than you normally are. We are wired as humans for connection and celebrations during the holidays. And might I add, it's the time of year for engagement. I don't know about you, but how many of you can either say that you got engaged around the holidays, New Year's, or know someone that has, you could probably throw a rock and hit five people, right? So um, mine was actually mid-January, so I guess that counts. My best friend got engaged actually on New Year's Eve, so it's a big, big time of year for that. And today's guest is actually the CEO of Celebration Pros and a thought leader in the wedding industry. She's been featured on Today.com, Rising Tide Society, and Authority Magazine. So ladies, if you're recently engaged, thinking of getting engaged overall, just listen up. Oh my gosh, Karen, welcome. Thank you so much for being on this podcast and breathing into the audience. I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me, Gwen. This is going to be a really juicy conversation, and I've been looking forward to it all week.
0: <laughs> I've been looking forward to being in your space. I'll be honest with you. Uh, we, <laughs> Karen, So Karen and I actually met. So speaking of the power of networking and word of mouth, right? Um, Karen and I met through another networking group that we're a part of instant connectivity. We are aligned in helping to build confidence in women and growing their businesses. She specializes in the wedding industry. I specialize in sales. And I mean, come on, like it doesn't get to be a better fit than that. And so we just instantly connected so much in common. Um, and so I'm so grateful again, that we, we get to connect and I just love being in your space. I just always feel so much lighter after leaving your space. So thanks for, thanks for being on. Karen, share with us a little bit about, um, yeah, a little bit about Celebration Pro, how that got started. I know that uh, you certainly have experience. I was blown away when you told me that you started a marketing company at a super early age. I'm talking like (laughs) single digits, ladies. Okay. So I'm sure social media wasn't a thing back then. And I don't even know if you had access to phones back then. So I know that uh, if there's anybody that is an expert in word of mouth marketing, Um, it is you. So fill us in. Yeah. So it was
1: when I was seven years old, my mom was a graphic designer. She was going to school for graphic design at the time. And this is when we had those big chunky computers. Like I think the brand was Gateway, Dial-Up, like the whole thing. And so to have anything, uh, you know, Photoshop or anything like that, you had to have a program that you installed into your computer And then you had to buy CDs for updates. You know, we're in such a fortunate to be in the digital world we're in. And there's a lot of pros and cons to that, which we'll get to in a little bit. But as a seven-year-old, seeing what my mom was doing and having the same creative nature... I she saw that I was very excited about her work and she bought me a software. I can't remember the name of it, but it was pretty much like Canva Like, (laughs) So we uploaded in and the idea here is it had, uh, you know, maybe 500 stock images and these templates where you could print them out and create cards or rack cards or business cards. You could even cut the perforated lines and make like a gift box or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to run with this. And I named my business The Stop Shop. And if you can imagine like a lemonade stand, I went down to the end of my street, set up a stand, had all of my products, everything was branded to The Stop Shop, and people would walk because we had a very busy walking street. People would walk by. It wouldn't be lemonade, so they'd be like, what is this? And of course they'd walk over and they'd see what I was doing and they would buy 30 holiday cards for their office or invitations for their birthday, or, you know, half the time, I'm sure they were just buying because they thought I was cute, but (laughs) 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 that works too. So um, it wasn't legit. There was no, you know, LLC or S Corp attached to it, but it was my very first introduction into sales and marketing and entrepreneurship. And from there, I've really just continued with that in my heart. And, uh, I think many of us in the entrepreneur world, like during that journey, you feel kind of lost. Like everyone's telling you, you know, get that nine to five, go to college, all these things you're supposed to, you know, there's a, there's a proper way to move through life. And all of us are like, we want to go against the grain. And it's not until I went against the grain and decided to follow, uh, my, my newfound passion in weddings that I really, uh, started to thrive. I was, I was honestly a terrible student until I joined the hospitality college Mm -hmm. uh, within my university. So from there uh, I worked in flagship hotels, um, in luxury boutique hotels, uh, within weddings and the operation side and decided to move back home. And while I was here, I live in the Florida Keys so it's um, today. It's very rainy. I'm so <laughs> jealous! Oh my gosh, we have like tropical weather all week, but it is definitely warmer here than the rest of the country. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I,
0: I wanna, I wanna just hone in on something real quick here because yeah, I, I, it's so interesting. Um, If you listen to last week's episode, we interviewed someone else in in the career development and it's like finding this feeling, right? Like you're chasing this fulfillment feeling. And it's so funny that you say that you're a horrible student. And again, this is why you and I relate so much because I was a horrible student until I found organizational behavior. And because again, like we talked about this, this path that you're supposed to take, that society says that you're supposed to take and you go, and you know, the minute that you went against the grain, talk about that a little bit as as it got you to your now celebration pro. I mean, that had to have a lot of grit. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure like you didn't just fall into this business and it, it was successful, oh, yeah. right? Like you've learned a lot along the way. I
1: was ready to, to drop out of college. And the only thing that was keeping me away from that was my parents said, if I dropped out, I'd be living with my grandma. I couldn't come home. And unless I like made it on my own type of thing, which I wasn't ready for. And so I stayed in and my best friend, you find yourself a best friend who knows you better than yourself. Like that is a Amen. It's the key to life. <laughs> she said, You're, you know, you love events. We, my family was always, you know, the hostess with the most of parties. And uh, she said, You, you don't want to work for anybody. You've never been that way. You've always been creative and kind of danced to your own beat. Why don't you be a party planner? And luckily, I didn't know this, but my, my college, one, I didn't know that it was the second hospitality college in the nation. Wow. So that I got like, I just kind of fell into that and had a really great education in that way. But the other part of it was I didn't know that you could get an event management degree. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was something that maybe you got certified for or you just winged it. Right. And I think a lot of people go that route in my industry. Um, So I actually received a degree in event management. And again, it wasn't my, my best friend was like the light bulb that I needed to be like. It's so obvious this is what you're supposed to be doing. Stop trying to do psychology and all of these other things that aren't lighting you up. Um and really as soon as I knew what I wanted to do and I had that passion behind it, it was so much easier to tell people mm-hmm. and to lean into the teachers and lean into the resources and ask for the interview. And you know, it it was just a totally different feeling. It wasn't forced. And it was exciting. And it it was all because you take that bold action to go for the thing that's on your cart.
0: Yeah. And it comes from an authentic place, right? We talk a lot about this whole sales formula, like authenticity plus, you know, curiosity, plus the desire to help equals confident selling. And, you know, I- we share all the time too, that guys like you're selling every single day, like, like business oh, yeah. aside, you know, like take your business out of the equation. Like you wake up every morning and you sell yourself to your kid to negotiate, to get them out the door, you know, um,
1: this morning. Yes. yeah, 100%. <laughs> Right there with you.
0: Um, you know, and so you, you sell all the time and we have to think when you're going through these moments of, you know, it doesn't feel good or whatever. Ask yourself, why is it, are you being authentic? And so here again, you're flourishing because you found your authentic space and you were able to, you know, share just your excitement about something. Right. And here we are. So tell us about Celebration Pro and just how the word of mouth marketing aspect of things like.
1: Those yeah. Ones. So the journey to Celebration Pros is really the reason it became, you know, it, it came to life. I, I, after graduating college, I worked at a uh, Hilton up in Orlando, and I wanted to come home to the Keys. I went to high school down here, and I just, you know, who doesn't want to go back to the Florida Keys? So guys, I'm thinking, down. like, you
0: are so lucky. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> everyone can visit. Um, so I I came back down, and I spoke to uh, somebody in the event department, and I said, you know i I would really love to come back home and uh, you know i have experience behind hilton and i'd love to get into the weddings and she said we we opened up a position today and we want you to come in for an interview tomorrow can you make that happen and within a month i was back home and oh doing gosh. what i wanted to do and it was all because i took again that bold action to walk in the door and go and tell somebody what i wanted and i was able to receive it you don't always get it on the first try like yes that was that feels pretty lucky but we can mat- manifest things just by telling not just putting it in our head and saying i want this i want this i want this but actually telling people what your goals are taking so. action
0: bold action i love that yes. yeah
1: an intentional action knowing what the result is that you want on the other side like we can all say i want a million dollars but what's that actually going to get you right so really taking intention behind the actions and so i worked there and while i was there i was really able to start networking with the vendors that were in the area and really getting to know who the key players were. And two and a half years later, I jumped ship and started my own wedding planning company down here. So we did a lot of destination weddings. Uh, We ranged from everything from DIY to luxury. We really did it all through the seven and a half years that I was um, the owner. And towards the end, like the last three years, we started getting a lot of uh, wedding vendors coming to us and and I know that we're talking to a lot more than just wedding entrepreneurs here in this space so just kind of apply this to your business wherever you're at in business there's going to be a point in time where somebody's going to say how did you do this or they're going to want to like pick your brain about some things that you do in your business and that's what started happening to me but it was happening intensely people were wondering how are you on all the vendor lists how are you getting so many referrals how are you guys staying so busy and then it was, who does your website? Who does your social media and all these different things? And I'm like, I do all of it. Like I I personally, me, single-handedly built the whole thing. And we're lucky again being, you know, between 2015 and now, there's been a huge shift in technology where we have a lot more support as business owners in those areas. And you don't have to do it all yourself. So that's the good news. Uh, but really what I did was I started networking events down here with my company started a boutique bridal, um, show that went three years. It had a 90% success rate for the vendors who attended. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm loving this. i loved working with my brides before, but that passion shifted to the vendors. And I said, I'm going to head out, you know, COVID happened. I had a baby. There were a lot of reasons to be like, let me shift. Right. And I went back to luxury corporate built celebration pros on the side. And now I solely run a space where I'm able to get hands on with entrepreneurs and help them build their businesses, um, to something worth celebrating. So that's where we're at. Oh my gosh. I, what a
0: story. Like that is amazing. I don't think I realized that you had a business for seven years before you shifted to celebration pro. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a, a business owner myself, I am so inspired by this because I think, again, there's so many distractions and I think that there are so many people out there that want to tell you how to run a business. But again, you are saying authentic to you and you were just doing what you, it's connections, right? It's, it's getting in front of people. It's just sharing your passion about having, helping someone have an outcome. And in your instance, it was helping this bride have her dream day, right. And, and magical day. Um, And then other people, you know, again, want want what other people have. Right. And so they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do what she's doing. How are you doing it? And you're like, Wait a minute, like how am I doing this? You to take a step (laughs) back and you're like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just doing, right? Because I think that we sometimes so overthink things and it stops us. Like I've always said, a confused mind does nothing, right? And so I think the key things I'm pulling out of here is action, like bold action and and action breeds confidence right? Yes. You're going to get some kind of feedback from your action. It might all, not always be positive, but again, if you're resilient and you have that tenacity that we talk about, like it's a feedback and feedback is going to point you in a, either the same direction to say, okay, I, that, I got good feedback from that. I'm going to continue on that path or that didn't land so well. So I need to pivot and do something different. But action is the key here is what I think I'm hearing you say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, just having that putting intention behind it. There's so many people that, you know, when we talk about word of mouth marketing, we think, oh, we need to go to more networking events. And so you go to the networking events and maybe you go to like 10 of them throughout the year. And you're like, man, I really didn't get the results from it that I wanted. So what happened there is that you went to the networking events, you talked to all these people, maybe you collected cards or gave out cards. You got back to your desk and you never looked at them again. And there was no one, there was no follow through. And two, there was no goal in the first place. So when you're going to these events, just as an, this is just an example here is that when you go to these events to say, I really need to connect with a few more venues to try and get some more weddings on the books. Um, and we really are shifting to uh, break into uh, luxury. So maybe we're looking at like the W and like some of those higher end. In the Four Seasons or in West Palm, there's all kinds of gorgeous hotels out there, and like really deciding, like, okay, let me see if I can check out the guest list ahead of time. Who are the exact players that I need to reach out to to connect in that way? Down here, we have no DJs, like no DJs. That's crazy to me. <laughs> they all come down from Miami, and there's a select few that come down very often. And so that would be somebody that I would be interested in because not only do we have a few DJs, that means we have less options with our DJs. And so I love chatting with that specific vendor because now I'm finding out what's the new technology, what are the things that are available so when I get clients, I know who to match them with. And so it's just that intentionality behind the action so that at the end of the year, you can say, I connected with the right people and I have collaborated with them or worked with them in the way I was hoping
0: yeah that is that is so incredibly powerful um to have intentionality and again just continue with the action and you know every conversation may not result in a direct outcome right um right away but it's cultivating and building that and again getting your name out there too right like people remember conversations and i always say like people remember you know, how you made someone feel. Right. And so having, treating every conversation as if like they're the most important person in the world, because they, they could be for you down the road, you know, like that's, that's exactly how it could be. One thing that comes to mind too, is an income producing activity in your business versus others. And I think we, again, get so bogged down with at least I feel like sometimes this happens to me in my business, is is all the the behind-the-scenes systems to feel like you're organized. And before you know it, you can suck up an entire month of your time and not have done one income-producing activity. Mm -hmm. And to be organized for what, right? Like no one's coming in because you've spent all this time. And so like an income-producing activity is connections in my mind. If you are talking to people, you are getting in front of people, you are having those conversations, that is an income-producing activity. So I'll challenge my listeners right now. Like if you – Don't feel like you've had connections recent, or um, you need to to fill that portion of your business bucket. Go see who you can network with, right? Go see who you can connect with. Um, I love that switching to your word of mouth marketing and that being like a a staple of your career through and through since you were seven years old. It sounds like (laughs) (laughs) talk to me a little bit about what that looked like in your business and like also. How did you keep track of your connections and kind of like, you know, I thinking about like a, the, the seven touch points you are away from people grid, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, right. Hey, how do I like, you know, I know, I know Karen, I'll never forget you by the way, just saying, but like, I know I know Karen, <laughs> but like, how did I meet her again? And like, what was that right. doing? But, like when you start to get it in by the hundreds, like it's hard to remember, you know, the, how you met that person and
1: stuff. So do you have any systems around that? So I actually just started writing an email the other day to somebody. And I said, I can't wait to finally meet you. And then I went back. I always like to like reread my emails, the you know, grammar leak type thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've already met this person. And it was a very important email. I'm like, oh, my. so glad I caught that because we do, we, we come in contact with so many people. It can be hard to figure out. I mean, I have friends who I would consider you know, I'm like, oh, you would definitely be a bridesmaid You're, you know, like we're that close. And it's, I'm like, I honestly can't remember the first interaction I had with this person, but I love them so much. So <laughs> it's just okay. a little lot that our brains have to bring in. So, you know, the best way to track this is a little bit old school and that's going to be an Excel sheet. I actually just started one because I'm getting, yeah, I'm starting to, to get into pitching for PR. For podcasts like this one, um, for speaking engagements, for submitting to articles and things like that, and I really wanted to keep track of the content of what the speaking topic was, when it was, where it was, who it was with, and that kind of thing. And so I actually just started a spreadsheet for this, and you can do the same thing to track uh, to track your connection. So when you get home from the networking event and you have you know ten cards, just go ahead and you know go into your computer and type in what the event was and who are all these new connections are, and then make a point to you know follow up with them so that they have that track record, even if it's just in their email of who you are and how the two of you met. Um, it's, it's really as simple as that. There's not, um, you know, there's no upload to CSV file option in the real life. Like, I can't just click it over my head and hope that all the information from today is in a nice, clean spreadsheet. So there are some things that we still have to do A little bit more
0: manually, and that would be one of them. Oh my gosh. So, we, you know, Karen and I were talking um, just prior to this, and I was like, if it comes up, I'm I'm definitely going to share this a little bit. And I think this is a good opportunity. That's what I do too. And when I worked with Mary Kay, I'll never forget um, my director. Would ask me, like, who else can you follow up with? Who else can you follow up with? And like, I followed up with literally everybody. And she was used to working with women that would go and, do, you know, get cards and get leads at different parties. And then they would never do anything with them. And so she would ask that question, like, hey, go back and look at all your parties and who would you follow up with and stuff. And she finally asked me, and I was like, Karen, <laughs> I, not you, Karen, yeah. my, <laughs> my director, Karen. I was like, I have literally followed up with everybody. And she's like, really? And I was like, yes, do you want to see my spreadsheet? And so like I pulled up my spreadsheet and I had this system and it's still a system that I use in my business today, actually. And every time I would get home from a network party or networking, event, they would go in the spreadsheet, right? And then I would say, like, I would make notes about like, I don't know, red hair, cute glasses, you know, guest of so-and-so, right? Just so that I could jog my memory. And then I would put them through this process of how many times I would follow up with them. And we talk about that six to seven times of follow-up and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you just, I'm just so glad to see that you're doing some of the old school things. And I think, especially in the space that we're in, in business, right. Which is um, small businesses and, and, and my niche is female entrepreneurs. Yours is the wedding industry. So that can, you know, spread out, but um, yeah, I I just think that we, there's so many distractions on automations and, um, you know, just, just make doing things easier. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, guys, like we are, if you're in business, you are in business with humans, like human beings, and you cannot lose sight of that. And human beings psychologically crave connection, you know? And so if you are, are, Taking out the connectivity for automation, in my humble opinion, it is the wrong thing to do. You need to connect. You need to make those personal, humanized connections
1: because that is in our space how you're going to thrive. Absolutely. in In the wedding industry, it's such a hot topic, and I think it always will be because we are in a high touch space. That you know, it's high emotions. It's how is this going, you, you need, really need to touch all the sen- uh, senses through the planning process, because this is, you know, your quote unquote best day of your life and there's a lot invested in it. So that being said, when we're talking about automations, a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to go into the CRM platforms and, and have the sequences and all these things because they worry they're going to lose that high touch and just like anything, there's harmony to it, a balance to it. I like to use the word harmony. I heard this once before somewhere because balance means that everything is 50-50 all the time. And that's never the case. So if you have a uh, a, a budget-friendly client and then you have a luxury client that's spending thousands and thousands of dollars, your high touch for those two are going to be very different and your automation is going to be very different. And so that's where I say harmony kind of comes in. You just want to make sure that it makes sense for the client that's in front of you. Uh, And that when we're doing the automations, you know, a lot of people when ChatGPT and all of that came out, it people were like, oh, it can just like, okay, write a blog post about, you know, COVID weddings or whatever. And it would come up and it would write this whole blog post. But the thing about it is, is one, a computer wrote it and it's pretty obvious. But the other thing is that it's harder for you to absorb the information and be able to tell that story yourself. And that's kind of where like, if we just uploaded, like say we were able to click upload CSV above our head and it downloaded everything from our day kind of sounds like a magical thing that could happen. But on the other hand, it doesn't give you that moment personally to be able to type it in and actually absorb that information and really get to know these people that are in front of you. It takes that relation away. It takes that, the authentic connection with yeah. your viewers or with the people that you're speaking to. I yeah. hope that came across.
0: Yes, clearly. no, I did. And and I, yes, so many things there. Right? I was thinking about something that somebody else had said to me in relation to that is like, we have to be flexible enough to see an opportunity and pivot, right? Yeah. And so I think harmony, I lo- like, I'm just having my own light bulb moments over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like balance, like who wants that? Like, I don't want 50, 50, like it, because it ebbs and flows, life ebbs and flows and you have to have harmony and yeah, you have to be flexible and, and meeting your client where they are, you know? Um, but also guys like protecting, but understanding like, so, so I teach a lot on like setting your boundaries and understanding like mm-hmm. where your sweet spot is. Right. And, not being so flexible that you bring on the wrong kind of client and then nobody's winning because your client's unhappy and vice versa. Right. But yeah, I just, that is so powerful. And I'm so grateful for you sharing that. Um, Wow. So many, so many things to unpack there. I absolutely love this.
1: I was Um, telling just real quick. I was telling, uh, so my husband is, he, he has his seven to three job during the day. Um, he's a very devoted father and husband. And then he also has, uh, he's a country singer. So he has his band. So he has like these three buckets and he'll come home some days and he'll just be so like feeling so overwhelmed. And I'm like, honey, what's going on? And he's like, I can't be a hundred percent for everybody, but I have to be a hundred percent. And there's no, like, he doesn't see it being, and I'm like, you, you have a hundred percent. Like you are the hundred percent. These buckets are not a hundred percent. So there's going to be some days where work is going to take up 80%. You're not going to give any time to your gigs and you're going to give family 20%. And we're going to be so grateful that you had that time for us. And then there's going to be days where work is light and you're going to have more time to practice and more time to spend time with us. You have to remember that you are the hundred percent, not the buckets. And he like, he has a very hard time with that mind shift. And we need that reminder that again, it's harmony. It's not balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and so totally off. Cuff here, but so I heard this one woman say, um, that it was the, uh, 80, 20 rule, um, when they yeah. get home. So, mm-hmm. so her and her husband both worked outside the, the home, um, or maybe she worked at home and he came home from work or whatever. And so, you know, juggling just working the business and then, you know, kids coming off the school bus. And then, you know, you get to a point where it's like dinner and bedtime routines and all that stuff. And so they set a rule in their marriage that like, when he came home, like the hundred percent reset. Right. And, and so it was like, okay, now you're putting on dad hat. Now you're putting on, you know, that, that hat. Cause we wear so many hats and they would have a conversation and say, how much can you give me today based off of like the day that they had at their work or the day that they had whatever. And so like, if he had a really stressful day and was zapped, you know, he'd be like, I got 20%. Right. And then she'd be like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to make up the other 80. Cause you know, or, or maybe they both only had 40%, you know, and the kids just had to realize that they were only going to get 80% and not, you know, 20%. So Wow, I'm really impressed with myself doing this math in my head. But you're anyway, doing great. <laughs> like, oh my God, I am not a math person, but here I am nothing. Um anyway. And so I just think that that is such a great call out of you have to remember that you are the hundred percent and give yourself mm-hmm. grace um in this process too. So I I love that so much. And do you see why I feel so much better after talking with you? I'm like, I am just, I want to go set the world on fire now, Karen. Yay! <laughs> it's amazing. Let's oh do my it. my gosh. <laughs> um so as we, we certainly close out, um, and there's so much just to unpack here and little nuggets of information, I hope you guys are taking notes, like for real. And if you're not, like rewind it and take notes because this has just been so incredibly impactful. Um, so I always like to kind of ask questions real quick, um, just like rapid fire kind of questions, if you will. And the first one is, what is your favorite holiday tradition as we're going into the holidays?
1: favorite holiday tradition i think it's really putting the tree up and the star on the tree it was something that i always loved and now when we're whenever every year that we've done this with my son he's now 4 he's like the star the star like he is all about putting the star, you know we have the picture of my husband lifting him up and Um, so that's been wonderful. And there was actually a year where my mom, um, she deals with chronic illness and she didn't have the energy to decorate the house for Christmas. And I think I was like 19 and while she was sleeping, I turned into Santa and decorated the entire house. The only thing they had up was the tree. So I decorated the tree. She woke up and like Christmas happened. And so just being able to bring that spirit into the house with the little things, the the hand-me-downs, the heirlooms and things I think is so special.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love that. We have nutcrackers that have um, been passed down and we continue. I I personally never, I love snowmen and snowflakes, but nutcrackers Mm -hmm. are our thing now because it's just part of our family tradition and, I just love heirlooms like those yeah. things. So that's amazing. Um, and so being as we did hype everybody up for anybody that's getting engaged or may, you know, think they might be getting engaged. Um, <laughs> what's the best piece of advice that you would give anyone going into this holiday season from a wedding venue perspective or just an expert in in weddings at this point? Um what mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give them?
1: Uh, we were just talking about this prior. So advice for the entrepreneur. Right. Or the lady that is um, getting engaged. Okay, we can do both. So the first one would be for the entrepreneur to remember that everybody just got engaged. And we again, Gwen and I were just talking about this because they're window shopping right now. And this is where it's so important to have that follow-up. So make sure that you have a really solid follow-up sequence. And and just remember that right now, they're probably not going to say yes immediately or they're not going to book that call immediately but just you know really keep the foot on on the gas uh through this season of showing up for those people. And then for the person who just got engaged, my biggest advice would be you're going to you're going to be you're going to fall into the world of the knot and wedding wire. It is just what happens. <laughs> and so if you are one of those um people, you're going to do a little thing that pops up and says, "Would you like to you know, Say you're, say you're asking information from a florist and you type in your information, you really like their style and everything, you want more information. A little thing's going to pop up and say, would you like to also inquire with these other six people? Say no, <laughs> please say no, because you don't know who those six people are. And those six people are on the other end, very excited to hear from you. And it's more likely that um, that whole ghosting scenario will happen. So um, those are the, that would be my advice for both. Man, things
0: have really changed since I got engaged last mind you it's been like 15 years but I mean all right that is great advice wow <laughs> that is that is really great advice um all right ladies so for those of you that um might be getting engaged or know somebody. Also feel free if you're having conversations with vendors in the spirit of this whole networking and word of mouth, pass them on to Karen's podcast so that she can help them grow their business in ways that are authentic um, and inspirational to them too. So Celebration Pro podcast, uh, check her out. And uh, again, feel free to uh, use that as like a conversation piece, even um, as you're talking with your vendors to build your own relationships, if you're getting married and going through that whole process. So Karen, Thank you so much again. Ah, you're amazing. We so appreciate you. Happy holidays.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. I truly hope you found it inspiring and a safe space to lean into your authentic boss babeness. Be sure to head to my website, gritandtenacityconsulting.com and check the show notes for my contact free resources and how i can serve you more i'd love to hear from you so if you enjoyed this episode let me know send an email leave a review share with friends colleagues or fellow entrepreneurs and remember your grit is the best part of you